Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, hello. How are you? Good to see you. You look great, by the way. I don't care what anybody says. You look great. So the big news that, uh, well, one of the big news stories that everyone is talking about over this past holiday weekend, Black Friday, by the way, uh, it happened. Derek Chauvin, uh, the police officer, uh, was uh, that, uh, you know, was found guilty of killing George Floyd, uh, was attacked in prison at Tucson's Federal Correctional Facility. And uh, prison officials claim that the person responsible for the violent attack was another inmate. Well, that's good. I'm happy to know it wasn't a guard. The assault happened. uh, Then he was immediately taken to medical section of the facilities. Doctor performed life-saving care. And uh, that's pretty much all we know Uh, now it is part of the fci tucson which oversees about 380 inmates there have been uh suspended visitations until further notice we don't want anybody in anybody out we don't want anybody to know anything we don't know the motives behind the stabbing (laughs) right so we're finding that out one of the big things that i found fascinating in almost every story we talk about how the parents were not informed okay well derek is 47 years old all right he was convicted on state charges of second degree unintentional murder third degree murder and second degree manslaughter he was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison a few months later he pleaded guilty to federal charges of depriving floyd of his civil rights and was sentenced to 21 years in prison so he's an adult male and i don't understand why you the first call would be to his parents but I digress. And no matter what you think about, whether about the murder of George Floyd, whether it was murder, whether it wasn't, was it the fentanyl that killed him, was it the police officer that killed him, he was convicted and he pleaded guilty to federal charges when he was convicted on state charges. So there is that. I just find it interesting that we were concerned that they didn't call mom. That's all. That's all. I know it's just me. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. They're still trapped. We talked about this before we left on Thanksgiving break. Uh, Efforts to rescue the 41 trapped Indian workers inside a collapsed tunnel in northern Uttarakhand state. I'm sure that's exactly how it's pronounced. U-T-T-A-R-A-K-H-A-N-D. Amorphophallus. Pretty sure it's not that. Uh, That uh, enters their third week. The rescuers have three separate digging approaches to the enclosed laborers. All 41 men, I guess, are in good health, receiving regular hot meals, water, and medicine via a small pipe. I'm guessing that's where the air is coming from as well. The collapse occurred on November 12th amid the construction of a three-mile Silkyara tunnel. Amorphophallus. 
So that's not how it's pronounced. It's part of the government's Char Dam Highway Project, connecting four Hindu pilgrimage sites. So rescuers have bored horizontally through a section of nearly 200 feet of fallen rock, coming within 30 feet of the cavern before the drill hit metal girders and malfunctioned last week. Do we not know how to drill? We need to get Harry Stamper on the on the deal. The superheated plasma cutter was airlifted to the region this past weekend by the military to clear the broken machine and a slower manual drilling was expected to resume. Two other teams are simultaneously digging from above and from the far side of the tunnel. Officials believe breakthrough to the trapped men could occur within days. They're still trapped from November 12th. So when you think to yourself, man, I am having a bad day. Eh, not as bad as those guys. Well, they might not be all guys. So the story says Indian workers. So could be some women in there too. Not as bad as those people. Then we have, I mean, we've got a lot of dogs in the news as well. South Korea, uh, their ruling political party, said that they are planning to introduce a ban on dog meat. What are the people going to eat? The consumption of dog meat has been widely criticized by many animal rights groups. Those bastards, they don't care about humans and what they have to eat. And it looks like South Korea has now taken that into account. So the policy chief of the ruling People Power Party U-E-D-O-N, uh, Y-U-E-U-I slash D-O-N-G, uh, said it's time to put an end to social conflicts and controversies around dog meat consumption through the enactment of a special act to end it. Now, could we just end it today and be done with it? No. Uh, the law could potentially be passed this winter, taking into account a three-year grace period to phase out the dog consumption industry, which will then see the ban uh, instated nationwide by 2027. So, uh, for right now, in South Korea, you can still eat dog, and you can still eat dog for the next few years, maybe forever, because the law may not be enacted. But we know that policy chief of the ruling people power party y-u-e-u-i dash dong uh wants it to end and be done with it by 2027 then we have dogs here in the u.s who have now come up with a mysterious potentially fatal illness in several states and it's widening I know. Uh, Veterinary laboratories across multiple states are investigating this unusual respiratory illness affecting dogs, urging pen owners to take essential precautions to safeguard their pet's health. Oregon, Colorado, and New Hampshire, so, I mean, it's across the country, have reported cases of the illness characterized by persistent respiratory disease and pneumonia resistant to antibiotics. Symptoms include coughing, sneezing, nasal or eye discharge, uh, and uh, lethargy. Uh, Some instances progress rapidly, causing severe illness within 24 to 36 hours. The Oregon Department of Agriculture has recorded over 200 cases since mid-August and are urging pet owners to consult veterinarians if their dog exhibits symptoms. Yeah, I mean, if your dog... (laughs) Uh, some kind of uh, coughing, sneezing, nasal or eye discharge and lethargia. Maybe, maybe you ought to get it checked out uh, quickly. 
stop letting the dog uh, kiss you on the face if that, uh, that, if that occurs. So we're collaborating with state researchers and, of course, the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Veterinary Services Laboratory, which I love them. I'm a huge fan of the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Veterinary Services Laboratory, and they want to identify the cause. So some dogs have succumbed to the illness. Oh, no. Oh, no. However, due to the absence of a clear definition or test for the disease, the exact number of fatalities is challenging. So be careful, man. You don't want your dog catching none of that. Maybe you keep them away from dog parks and all that kind of stuff. Plus, when you take them to the vet, they're around other dogs that could be sick. Wear a mask. Put a mask on them. Make them be safe. so sad then we have dogs in houston area are ripping up vehicles at this auto dealership causing hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage now i will say if i'm this g motors dealership uh i'm saying that the dogs are tearing up bumpers and fenders and they're causing uh you know hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage now according to this the pooches have ravaged five cars with damages estimated to cost 100 to 350 thousand dollars uh-huh thanks sales manager oh yeah that's a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage there okay that's fine you just never think of a dog as this kind of power to tear up a car like that Another employee said he believed only a wolf could cause such extensive damage. Before seeing the video, there's video of the dogs attacking the cars. They're working together to pull off parts of the car with their teeth. Um, the pair of dogs have ripped up cars on three separate occasions at the dealership this past month. They were caught on camera walking on cars and ripping off bumpers with their teeth. Now, I will say... Uh, you know, they, nobody wants to leave their cars anymore. They want to make, they want to, you know, make sure they go straight into the office. They're so scared. Okay. So they filed a report with the Houston police department and they were told the police are like, Hey, that's a civil matter. We can't help you. Sorry about that. Uh, so let us know if somebody gets hurt. If it attacks a human, you know, you'll call us back. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So apparently the police said, Hey, you ought to hire a private investigator, track down the dog's owner. Uh, we don't know who the dogs are, so we still need to track down their owner. Okay. Employees believe that the dogs are getting into the fenced in dealership through a small gap. Uh, thank you. You think? Now the dealership is moving to a new location next month, uh, hopefully far from the destructive dogs. You don't know that. And by the way, uh, here's my, uh, Jeff Fisher's thought. Uh, as always, humans first. And perhaps you hire, uh, you pay your employees, I don't know, a little extra to hang out for a night at the old car dealership and I give them some night vision glasses and then when the dogs go through their little small gap in the fence uh, you put them down and uh, you just end it and then we don't have to worry about it anymore do we? No. Oh look the dogs just came through the small gap in the fence one dog down second dog down then we bury them and we are done humans first you don't need to say anything to anybody you just take care of it i'm at again i know that's just me all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately (sighs) 
Well, for those of you listening live, today is the 27th of November, 2023, and that means it's Cyber Monday! Monday! Cyber Monday! And not only can you get deals from, uh, you know, retailers across America and around the globe, you can also get deals right here. We're offering 30% off the first year of your Blaze TV Plus subscription when you use the code CYBERMONDAY30. This is a gift that keeps on giving perfect for yourself and those you love. When you subscribe to Blaze TV Plus, you get everything on Blaze TV. That means you get endless hours of video content from your favorite Blaze TV hosts, even some of your Blaze TV hosts that aren't your favorite. Bonus episodes, documentaries, exclusive live video chats, plus you get premium news content because you're going to unlock Blaze News articles featuring uh, thought-provoking opinion and analysis, and uh, you'll be it is now ad-free. Plus, you get to join the subscriber-only comment section and how much fun is that right cyber monday <laughs> it's actually a great deal 30 percent off your first year of blaze tv plus go to blaze tv.com use the promo code cyber monday 30 now you could go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy j-e-f-f-y and use the promo code cyber monday 30 i don't know if i get credit for it or not but if you're gonna if you're gonna do it i mean at least you can give it a shot i don't know if it matters or not but to go to blaze tv.com slash jeffy uh, j-e-f-f-y and then use the promo code cyber monday 30 and get yourself 30 percent off your first year of blaze tv plus and i know what you're thinking hey what if i want to give it as a gift well you can do that as well you can save 30 percent off a gift subscription you can go to giftblazetv.com and use the code same code cyber monday 30 so I guess I guess you can go to uh, blazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the Cyber Monday 30 and I would get credit for it because they've got you going to giftblazetv.com and using the promo code Cyber Monday 30 and getting the uh, getting the promo code uh, getting a 30% off for a gift. So you've just used the just use the promo code Cyber Monday 30 and Get yourself a 30% off the first year of Blaze TV Plus for you or a loved one. Now, for those of you wondering, uh, like uh, my man uh, Joe, uh, who sent an email to chewingthefat at theblaze.com, Joe sent an email saying, Hey, Jeffy, I can't find Chewing the Fat on Blaze TV. That's because Chewing the Fat isn't on Blaze TV. Okay. Your subscription to Blaze TV Plus uh, helps keep this podcast free but it also uh, means that this podcast just remains a podcast it's an audio podcast i am not on blaze tv for a specific show now at least twice a week i do join pat gray on his television a blaze tv plus tv show pat gray unleashed and uh and his overtime there and but i do not have a specific blaze tv show hey don't talk to me Uh, I'm not good enough for a Blaze TV show, but that's okay because you still get Chewing the Fat for free because of your Blaze TV Plus subscription. So it's just just the way it goes. I know. I know. 
And you, like uh, like Joe, could email chewingthefatoftheblaze.com anytime. I see them all. I appreciate your emails. Uh, I may not respond to them all, but I do see them all. So thank you so much. You can follow me on my social media accounts as well. Uh, my ex account, at JeffyJFR. You know, formerly Twitter. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And, of course, my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And as long as we're talking about it, you can order a cameo from me as well. Uh, at JeffyJFR on Cameo. Uh, just tell me whether you want me to be happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, and I will do it for you. Uh, that's not free, uh, cameo charges, but it is a part of a fun deal that you can order things from me uh, through Cameo. Just go to at JeffyJFR on Cameo. Okay. So I get this, but I don't get this, okay? You can quote me on that. I get this, but I don't get this. So the guy who won $1.35 billion from the Mega Millions jackpot earlier this year has now filed a lawsuit against the mother of his child, accusing her of disclosing his lottery win to his family members. And so this guy, I mean, he didn't want anyone to know that he won the lotto. Uh, not even any of his family, nothing. I mean, what? A, it's kind of a kind of a dick move, really. I mean, come on now. So he uh, he claimed that he's suffered emotional distress and harassment from his family members, and the lawsuit seeks damages for the breach of contact and invasion of privacy. Now, before you say to yourself, "Okay, okay," you know, she can tell anybody he wants. Well, she can't. She filed an NDA. Uh, a non-disclosure agreement on February 8th, agreeing to keep the winner's jackpot a secret until their daughter turned 18 on June 1st, 2032. In exchange, the winner promised to provide her with support and ongoing security resources. Now, I don't know what that, uh, you know, what those security resources and ongoing uh, support would be. I don't know how much that was, um, but she agreed to it, okay? And it was, of, the, of course, according to him, it was to avoid any harm caused by revealing the winner's identity, location, assets, and their daughter's identity to the media or public. So to him, he was taking care of the kid. He didn't want anybody else to know that he had won this money. Now, one of the things in the story, it talks about this. Now, you talk about winning the Mega Millions. Now, he won the Mega Millions jackpot, $1.35 billion, as I said. All right. He decided to take the cash payment, the one-time lump sum payment, seven hundred and. $23.56 million. After taxes, he won just over $404 million. That is kind of, that's kind of maddening in and of itself. I'm still taking the $404 million. It's, it's $404 million you didn't have the day before. I get it. But come on now. Uh, you won one, you won a bill over a billion. You decided to take seven hundred and twenty-three million, and you end up with only four hundred million. Seems uh, <clears throat> a little much, but hey, what do I know? Now, according to the documents, if someone breaches the NDA, uh, the jackpot winner has the the right to pursue legal and fair compensation. Okay, so. The woman didn't inform the jackpot winner about breaching the NDA, despite being contractually obligated. So I guess if she breached it, she had to tell him. Okay, she didn't. So she revealed the win to the man's father and stepmother over the phone, and the winner's sister later found out through hearsay. Yeah, from the father and the mother. <laughs> from the father and the stepmother. Talking about that bastard won uh, $400 million, didn't tell us. <laughs> 
I'm struggling to put food on the table. And Joey uh, won $404 million. So uh, apparently John Doe has now suffered irreparable injury. Oh, has he? Has he? So the winner's lawsuit asked her to disclose uh, every person she told and pay a fine of $100,000 for each NDA violation, plus attorney's fees and court costs. Well, she can't do that. She doesn't have it. Of course she doesn't. Now there's a Michigan Powerball winner is working to advocate for lottery winners to have the option to remain anonymous. Apparently this uh, lady, Christy Davis, uh, her name was used without her consent upon winning a $70 million Powerball jackpot. So she's fighting to ensure it doesn't happen to others okay well you can uh be anonymous if you do it through a trust i believe and uh, maybe every state doesn't have that but you can a trust can win it which you could you know obviously set up prior to going to collect your winnings if you win man i would if you win i would sign that ticket and put it in a safe and then take care of everything and you know this lady claiming that uh winning the lottery uh you may have unintended consequences such as leaving a long time home changing a name or phone number altering a way of life yeah that's what 400 million dollars does <laughs> okay well she won 70 oh no she had to move and she had to change her phone number oh no oh no no uh, that, how can that be so <laughs> of course you're gonna alter your lifestyle that's what happens ah oh, man i tell you sometimes uh this world makes zero sense to me i won 70 million dollars I am so upset I had to change my phone number. Holy cow. And the guy who doesn't want his family to know. I mean, I, I, I get that. You know, you don't want your family, everybody coming around asking for money, everybody coming around bugging you. I got it. Uh, use the daughter as a security issue. You don't want people to know that she's, you know, daddy has a lot of money. So you have that issue. On the other hand, uh, you know, you set up a trust fund, you give everybody a cut, and then you're done with it. You tell them, here's a deal, you be an adult, and you tell them, hey, here you go. I won $404 million. We're keeping it anonymous because I don't want all kinds of people coming around asking me for money. I've set up a trust fund, and I've also set up a trust fund for you and you and you and you and you, and here's your money. Don't come asking me for more. I, if you run out of it, you run out of it. Here you go. My daughter, is, you know, that's a separate deal. Everybody knows their own separate deals. You set up the trust fund for the daughter, and she, you know, obviously takes a cut until she's, uh, you know, 30 or whatever the deal. I, mine would be until they were 30. You get a cut, and then after 30, you can have it and do whatever you want with it. But, uh, you know, that's the deal. And you just do that instead of, you know, you can just say no. And uh, then you have to change your phone number. And I mean, I know the hassle of changing a phone number. <laughs> I've had the same phone number for a long time. And I'd be, you know, it'd be hard for me to let it go. But I'm pretty sure the 70 or the $400 million would make me feel a little bit better about having another phone number. <laughs> Marty Croft, 
the TV producer, Marty Croft, who, along with his brother, Sid, helped develop a run of classic, now they say cult classic, I'm calling them classic TV shows, and specials in the 70s uh, and beyond, has died. Through their uh, side uh, and Marty Croft Pictures label, the duo worked on HR Puffin Stuff. Uh, Land of the Lost, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, and a number of other projects with an instantly recognizable blend of surrealism, camp, and occasionally darker themes. Now, uh, Sid died of, uh, no, not that. Uh, At least it doesn't say that. It says in the story what he actually died of, kidney failure. He was 86, rest in peace. Uh, Marty Croft, no, not Sid. Sid didn't die. Far as I know, Sid's still alive. Yeah, he's uh, 96 or 94. So uh, Sid's still hanging in there. <laughs> Sorry about that, Sid. I know he's your brother. Gosh darn it, I'm not making fun of it. Uh, rest in peace, Marty Croft, who is dead at 86 of kidney failure. Now, what was the kidney failure brought on by? I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't say, so you can keep looking at me like that all you want. But in the story, it talks, and HR Puffin stuff, one of my favorite go-to, you know, terrible shows. HR Puffin stuff. Now, the reason I love HR Puffin stuff for a couple of, a couple of, uh, a couple of reasons. One is there used to be a news director that I worked with in Tampa, Florida, that uh, reminded me of HR Puffin stuff, and. And so I used to call him HR, not necessarily to his face. It was just my nickname for him. And uh, then, you know, of course, the nickname gets around and uh, he finds out. And he wasn't too happy about the nickname because he knew what HR Puffin stuff looked like. And then now he knows that he looked like HR Puffin stuff. It's not my fault that he looked like that. That's what he looked like to me. But in the story, they have the opening theme to H.R. Puffin Stuff. Now, H.R. Puffin Stuff had 17 episodes. One season, 17 episodes. Pretty incredible that it's remembered uh, as well as it is for one season, 17 episodes, 25 minutes an episode. It was originally broadcast in 1969, and then it was re-upped for reruns, and then it was on TV Land, and then it was part of uh, Me TV from 2014 to 2016. In 2004 and 2007, HR Puff and Stuff was ranked 22nd and 27th, respectively, on TV Guide's top cult shows ever one of the things i didn't know is uh, mcdonald's later plagiarized the series concept for its long-running advertising campaign mcdonald land and the company successfully sued by the croft brothers for the copyright infringement so mcdonald's just paid you know a boatload of money uh, to use it they created hr puff and stuff the character for the hemisphere in 1968 world's fair where they produced a show called kaleidoscope for the coca-cola pavilion the character's name was luther and he became a mascot of the fair wow so anyway i was listening to the opening theme of hr puff and stuff <laughs> it tells you the whole story uh, there's no reason to watch any of the shows but uh, pretty incredible uh hr puff and stuff There's the little, uh, the little kid uh, running through the fields with his Freddy the Flute. Once 
There's the magic boat. Living Island. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Witchy Poo. Oh no. Jimmy's in trouble. There's Witchy Poo. <laughs> oh, there's HR Puffin stuff. He's going to save him. Oh no. Jimmy fell in the water and swimming to the shore of the island. I don't know. Puffin stuff. Who's your friend, man? Thanks, kid, bro. HR Puffin stuff. You do a little because you can't do enough. I'm telling you, classic stuff. Classic stuff. Now, you know, HR Puffin stuff, just so stupid. Uh, unbelievably stupid. Now, the, the HR Puffin stuff lived in a cave, and so Witchy Poo's uh, evil magic did not work in HR Puffin stuff's cave. So it was awesome. Now, everything was alive on the island, including houses, boats, clocks, candles. And so any part of the living island could become a character, usually voiced in a parody of, uh, you know, like Mae West or Edward G. Robinson or John Wayne, you know, the parody voices. And so, uh, anyway, <laughs> all that to say, Marty Croft, uh, rest in peace at the age of 86. Okay, we also have news that uh, taking selfies now is considered dangerous. Okay, a review by the University of New South Wales has concluded that taking selfies could actually pose a public health problem. I know. I know. Referencing data from multiple peer-reviewed studies in both the U.S. and Australia since 2011, the review was published in the Journal of Medical Internet Research in September of this year. And I, I must, I've, I must apologize because I missed my September issue of the Journal of Medical Internet Research. But uh, thankfully, this particular story didn't. Uh, selfie-related deaths at aquatic locations stood out as the most concerning incidents, including. Photo taking at scenic and photogenic areas. The general use of smartphones and apps is dangerous, and uh, the research pointed out uh, four of the five peer reviewed studies identified falls from heights due to selfie taking as the most common cause of injury and death. Ha! So, the lead study author. Sam Cornell, a research officer at the Sydney School of Public Health, University of Sydney, said he was specifically interested in environmental and aquatic-related selfie injuries and death. I wasn't looking at people getting injured from taking selfies on man-made structures or train lines, for instance. Oh, he was just concerned about deaths. Okay. So the, uh, the median age reported were victims was 22 years old, mostly female tourists. Uh, I was surprised that when I drilled down in this way, young females were implicated the most. The selfie danger risks differ by country. Some, not me, some would call this thinning the herd. Uh, maybe we don't need to worry about it at all. Uh, maybe if you, say, are on a cliff 
and you keep moving backwards to get the best picture, you know, maybe it's thinning of the herd. No, I'm saying some people would say that, not me. I wouldn't say that, but I want everyone to live. That's simple, man. Just don't. So again, don't look at me like that. I want everyone to live. <laughs> so the study, never mind those young 21, 22-year-old girls that are just falling off cliffs to get a get a selfie. No, those, we should. there should be a sticker on the phone or something, right? Some warning. Yes, there needs to be some kind of sign put up or a fence to stop people from falling off a cliff that they should be smart enough to know they could fall off of. But to put a sign up or a sticker or something. So the study concluded that uh, the public health problem should require a public health risk communication response. Of course, yes, we have to put stickers up and we have to do something. Okay, to date, little attention has been paid to averting selfie-related incidents through behavior change methodologies. Yeah, uh, because they figure, hey, if you're that stupid, go ahead. No, that, that's what, I mean, we can't do. We can't have that. We can't have that. We need what they like to call risk reduction methods. <laughs> no selfie zones. Physical barriers. Signage. Of course they need this. This is absolutely why. They didn't call it ask. I would have told them right up front. They didn't need to go over all these studies. I could have told them right off the bat. What you need is uh, no selfie zones, physical barriers, and maybe some signage. Uh, dangerous zones. And uh, How about that? So we let people know, hey, uh, selfie at your own risk. Or put a fence up so this is a, this is a no selfie zone. Holy cow. Just... Hey, if you're out there taking selfies, uh, just remember uh, that uh, if you're close to a cliff uh, and if you fall off or you're at the side of a building, you're hanging off a building or you're, you know, whatever you're doing uh, that could cause death. The reason that you don't do it is unless you're, you know, I don't know, someone who thinks they can't die. Uh, you just don't do it. OK, um, what happens when someone dies from a uh you know a death by selfie and they did it in a no selfie zone who's responsible then huh just wondering Some great college football. There was some great NFL games as well, but this past weekend was tremendous college football uh, weekend. There were some great games. The Missouri Tigers, my Missouri Tigers, uh, won again in Arkansas. The battle line uh, trophy uh, comes back to Missouri, and they are uh, ranked ninth in the AP. They'll probably stay ninth or eighth in the college football playoffs uh, ranking polls at the end. So that gets them a, a J6 bowl. I'm not, I'm not calling it a January 1st bowl anymore. They're, they're all J6 bowls. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but this coming weekend, we have huge championship games. Uh, Friday night, we have uh, Oregon and Washington playing in for the Pac-12 championship. The last, the final, well, at least as we know it, the Pac-12 championship game. And then Saturday, you've got Oklahoma State and Texas. Uh, Georgia versus Alabama. 
Louisville versus Iowa, Florida State, and Iowa and Michigan. There's a few other games in there as well. Sun Belt and SWAC and uh, the MAC Championship and the Conference USA and the ACC. Well, Florida State is the ACC Championship. Those, you know, the other ones in the Mountain West, and nobody really cares about. Will I watch some of it? Probably. I, you know, I like to go back and forth because we're coming down to the end of college football, and I, I love college football. But there's some huge games this weekend and uh, of prominence for the playoffs the playoff picture and uh, where teams are going to end up as far as uh, heading for the national championship that alabama game on saturday night was unbelievable they were down it's fourth and goal on the 31 yard line and the Milrow miracle pass in the corner of the end zone scores a touchdown to win the game just Amazing against Auburn, uh, the Iron Bowl. Uh, just there were some other games on Saturday. That Michigan Ohio State game. There were some other games uh, this weekend. There were Friday Friday games seemed like blowouts, and Saturday games were up close and were taking it to overtime or were keeping it close and winning at the end of the game. Just incredible. That's why college football is so much fun. Anyway, uh, looking forward to this weekend in uh, college football. All right, I'll leave you with uh, the United States is among countries arguing against new laws to regulate AI-controlled killer drones. The U.S., China, and others are developing these so-called killer robots, and critics are concerned about the development of machines that can decide to take human lives. What? Yeah. The deployment of AI-controlled drones that can make autonomous decisions about whether to kill human targets is moving a little bit closer to reality. I mean, that's just silly to think that it wasn't going to happen. So, you know, yes, these weapons can select targets using AI. They're being developed by countries, including the U.S., China, and Israel. Yeah, they're all working on it. And uh, the use of these killer robots are going are gonna to be uh, a pretty big deal. Uh, we're handing life and death battlefield decisions to machines with no human input. Now, I mean, I guess you have input on whether to turn them on or off. So we're able to, you know, stop them from doing <laughs> So several governments are lobbying the U.N., and that's who I want in charge is uh, the U.N., for a binding resolution restricting the use of AI killer drones. But the U.S. is among the top. A group of nations that includes Russia, Australia, and Israel, who are resisting any such move. Oh, wait. Favoring a non-binding resolution instead. So they don't want the UN to restrict the use of AI killer drones, but they want a non-binding resolution, which means diddly squat. Actually, you know, I don't want the UN involved anyway, so that's fine. Make your little non-binding resolution because it doesn't mean diddly squat anyway. They're already working on it. When they say we're working on it, that means it's already done. Okay? We're all, we already have the robots out there uh, ready to kill humans in war. We just aren't using them that we know of. <laughs> so, holy cow, be on the... That's, just, that's, that's great. That's great. I mean, we know that as long as you have... What is it? The three, the three laws... Right from the documentary I, Robot, uh, the three laws were a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. 
uh, robot law number two, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And number three would be a robot must protect his own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or the second law. And everything worked out fine in iRobot in the documentary of iRobot, right? Right. And that's exactly the way it's going to work out in real life. So don't worry about it. Everything's going to be just fine. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.